0: Hey everyone, welcome back to my Placadian universe. So, I recently came across a Time article online um, that is near and dear to my heart. It just touched on a subject that um, I've always thought a lot about and has, you know, framed my life, frankly um it's this concept of as being a person of color that i have to be twice as good so let's talk about it so as a a black girl kid growing up um and as a first generation canadian Um, I heard this a lot uh, growing up, so it was a teaching point, it was, you know, a reprimand, it was just a general lesson um, that I wasn't my white counterparts I grew up in a predominantly white neighborhood but there was this barrier this difference that you know I was reminded of constantly reminded of that the rules for them were not the rules for me and um, was it unfair sometimes did I get frustrated Uh, absolutely but it was a truth that i needed to know about because it would shape my life my parents were trying to prepare me for my life in this world and um i think that's something that every um person of color that i know in my life uh, has heard this is a lesson that they've learned that you have to be twice as good to get you know half as far as your white peers and your um you know it's something (laughs) you know everyone has their own framing of it or saying of it but it's twice as good you have to work twice as hard you have to be better you you know you're not the same you can't assume that you're going to have the same advantages uh, as um you know white people you're not going to have the same forgivenesses as white people um this is the you know the key point that we're talking about when we say white privilege um there's the assumption as a white person that you know the rules as they are laid out and how they are explained do apply to you but for people of color there's an assumption for us that um you know, the rules don't apply to us. We are going to be presumed guilty. So we have to be, you know, extra, you know, squeaky clean of, you know, all sorts of, you know, guilt and crimes. And, you know, you have to be twice as good. You can't assume that, you know, you're going to be let off the hook with a warning. You know, these are all kinds of things that we're, we're taught. And, um, It was, for us, it was the answer to um, addressing systemic racism. So, you know, the world is built to keep you down, but don't you dare let it. You know, that was the lesson in my home was, yeah, it's unfair the world is unfair they don't see you as an individual as a person they see you always 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 as black first and that's going to be a disadvantage for you and that's something that's so heavy for a child i mean if you think about um you know, the psyche of a kid when they're just discovering their world and so many things are opening up for you, um, to have those shackles placed on you, that burden, that rock on your back that just for who you are, you've never in your life seen anything wrong with it. But the fact that you know that the powers that be, the people out there are going to see you as something bad. It's, um, it's crippling and you know I've talked about it a lot um, in my home that our blackness our culture was celebrated and it was a a footnote it was a footnote in our lives that yeah you know white people are going to think this about you but so what you know you're better you know that you're better and they're you're so good that they this system is not going to hold you down So it was presented, you know, um, I don't know how it was to be, and I'm grateful that it is, but the way it was explained to me was um, liberating in a way. It wasn't my problem, you know, and uh, so many times in my life, it's been tried to be put upon me as though it's something for me to correct or something for me to fix you know my hair isn't you know appropriate in the situation and because of who my family is um (laughs) it was uh it's a problem for you but it is not a problem uh period and so you know that (laughs) that confidence that I bring into the world was because it's ingrained in my psyche from when I was growing up you know it was you have to be twice as good but you are you know it was anybody who's trying to tell you that you aren't good you know just immediately disregard them because you don't need them to be in your circle in your greatness in your you know universe universe um, and I took that to heart I, I took it to heart and it's something that, you know, in my thirties right now, like I definitely live it. I live it. Um, and it's something that I, um, I, I hope more black girls that are seeing themselves, as you know comparing themselves to a white standard just I hope I hope I hope I hope and pray that that is eliminated because it was just you know having black friends and black women tell me that they've always wanted to be a certain way it's just I I don't know how I was unscathed from that but I feel like uh it's been such an important part of who I am and what I do in the world that I'm so grateful for it. And, you know, something that was also said a lot in my home was that you, um, you don't let the people, you don't let people, um, tell you who you are. You show them who you are. And it goes back to that not being defined by somebody else. You know who you are. And you tell them and you show them who you are. And um, I think I say that (laughs) to myself almost daily um, you know something where I'm challenged and it just goes against my core being, and I'm like, nah, you know what? I'm not, not participating in that. I just can shut it down so quickly, and <laughs> just I'm thinking of my, um, just the the uh, the just the confidence that I have to do that, and it's something that um, you know one of my oldest girlfriends and I talk about all the time of just how we're slowly just you know turning <laughs> into our parents and you know it's something you dread you know as a you know kid but then as you you know grow up you're thinking you know what was it so terrible how terrible is it and um, I, uh, you know, I was just talking to my girlfriend and I was thinking of the story so I'm I was purchasing a gift and um, you know they didn't have any gift boxes in the store this was a long time ago and uh, and I you know uh, went into uh, so I got the present and they were like oh I'm so sorry we don't have any gift boxes and so I went in it's a chain store and I went into their sister store um, and I you know went right up to the Uh, cash. And I was like, I was just in the other place. And, you know, they said they didn't have any boxes. Do you have any? And, you know, the salesperson was like, of course, how many did you need? And, you know, gave me the boxes. And I just thought, you know, 10 years ago, I would have cringed at the thought of doing such a thing. It's something 100% that my family would have done. But, you know, I'm so... Canadian that I would have been like oh god I'll just have to buy a box I don't know I'll do something and <laughs> but the fact that without a hesitation I was like you know what let me just go in here ask these people and it's that confidence that the person you know didn't even flinch they were like of course how many did you need and I you know um, my friend was just cackling because um, of course I've known her since I was um, <laughs> uh since we were in like grade one and um you know she's seen me change over the years but she was just you know she enjoyed that story very much that you know that that confidence that difference that something that comes with age as well but um I think that uh the there's that just that acceptance that I've leaned into as I've grown um and especially as a woman of color of, um, knowing who you are is so important because what the world tells me about myself or what I should be thinking about myself is not good. And, uh, I need to have a voice. I need to have confidence from within. Um, it's something everybody needs, but especially as a black woman, um, I And as black children, children of color, you are taught that very, very, very important lesson. Um, and I hope that um, it sticks as much as it did for me. Um, as soon as I saw that Time article, when I saw it twice as good, I knew, you know, the first words, I just knew it resonated with me because how how many times did I hear it? Um, very powerful, and very important, important lesson. So the point of the article, um, that the Time article, was that, wouldn't it be wonderful that, you know, as black children are taught that they have to be twice as good to succeed um, as their Twice as good as their white counterparts to succeed. Um, wouldn't it be wonderful if white parents taught their children to be twice as nice to black children and children of color because they are dealing with issues and concerns that with their privilege that uh, they have no idea about? And um, I thought if the only thing that comes out of, you know, someone reading that article would be that they would pay that forward, that they would teach their children that, then it would be revolutionary in changing... Um, the lives of black Americans in North America because as black people, we are hyper aware of our behavior um, and how it's going to be construed and just seen uh, by white people. Um, You know, I think the person in the article was talking about just, you know, passing a woman who was a white woman who was being so, you know, rude to him, and, you know, she had the privilege of being that rude, and if he had been any different as a, you know, black person in the neighborhood, it would potentially be, you know, catastrophic catastrophic for him, and uh, I think that's, you know, such an important thing to understand, that our daily lives, you know, me going to the grocery store or, you know, me being in a public space where it's predominantly, you know, going to be white people around, I am hyper aware of how I'm being seen and how I have to act. Um, and I, you know, I've talked about like, you know, even down to the clothing that I wear, the, um, way I style my hair is all, you know, designed for making, you know, white people more comfortable um and it's you know there's the other side of that and it's just the sense that i don't want to have to deal with any nonsense <laughs> when i'm out you know i don't want to have to and it, it's you know it's not going to be it doesn't have to be um i not that i'm expecting you know like violence or anything like that but even just unnecessary interest in my hair like I don't have time for that you know I just want to go do my thing and leave you know so these are the things I do think about and I think that might be crazy for some people to hear but it is like I have to think that I'm going into the space as someone different and you know sometimes I do and I'm like you know what screw it I'm going as me. I'm going out as me today. I'm fluffing up the fro. I'm putting on, you know, my classic African prints. And I'm just going to be out there. And they're going to see it and love it, like it. Don't talk to me about it. Uh, Just enjoy it. And I'm going to be on my way. You know, some days I have that. But some days, like, I'm a person. Some days I just want to, you know, go and have my coffee in peace. I don't want to have to be, you know, hearing people say, Oh my God, I love your hair. You know, I don't want to hear that. I don't want to then spend time, you know, analyzing what they really meant by that. Like, I don't, I just want to, you know, blend. I just want to blend in. Um, and that's, that's my right as a person. So, um, I think, you know, With the Black Lives Matter movement, a lot of white parents online and, you know, um, my friends as well have been wondering how to talk to their kids about race. And um, it's new for them. It's a new concept for them because they never really had to talk about it um, because of their privilege. Um, But uh, it's something that, you know, black children, um, black parents have to have always had to talk about because, you know, it shapes our lives. And so um, I really am excited to see that this conversation is happening, that people are thinking about it. And I thought it was a great solution to think, um, you know, to just be kind, to use your privilege um, for kindness. And, you know, there's the argument, you know, that, um, we're not saying that, you know, white people don't have difficulties and hard lives. I mean, as human beings, that's the case for everyone. Um, You know, despite their perceived privileges of wealth and all these kinds of things, you know, rich people have problems. Um, They're just, well, they're the same they can have the same problems everyone has problems um even though you might not think that they do and so um we're not saying that you know being white means that your life is without conflict or troubles but um it does bring with it a a privilege and um it would be changing in our society to acknowledge that privilege and then just be kinder, um, to those without that privilege, um, specifically, you know, people of color. And, um, if that woman, you know, spraying her hose on the sidewalk in the article, um, understood how (laughs) hyper polite, that that man was being to her um and how you know a white person would have responded differently but he had to be extra kind despite how rude she was being if she understood that i think it would have been a lot different and he wouldn't have had to go back you know stewing um over their interaction um afterward. So I just think it's, um, it's a good, it's a good lesson, you know, for everyone to always just be, be nice. But I think especially for, you know, white people to be a little kinder, be twice as nice to people of color. So that's it for me. I will talk to you next time.